commercials can be incredibly lucrative. Well, I want to sit in David's lap for Christmas, actually, so. I think this is our first on-screen hand job, you guys. Finally. Cocaine! Right? <laughs> Cocaine! The immaculate conception with a boner. Trying to fill the void, the David void. Can't you only swap Nog if you, like, are fluid bonded? The joke is that it's not funny. Oh, and we'll be there for Christmas. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. It is ABC featuring the VIPs of SBTV. Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phases to download the rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year where we confront where we come from and our historic lineage and we see our families which are a distorted funhouse version of our worst traits at times and we share eggnog with them. This is a very special episode. I'm your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, and this week we are discussing an episode of Metalocalypse, Season 3, Episode 4, Deathmas. And I am joined by someone who will run you over at the mall. Ryan Alexander Tanner. <laughs> and with us, as sometimes, we have another person who might get a blowjob during the Christmas festivities. Yeah, Austin Gordon! <laughs> it's a Merry Christmas for you. That's why Austin always comes to the Christmas party and he's like, you better watch out, you better <laughs> not cry. <laughs> Austin's going to be the next one who gets accused of terrible deeds. Yeah, <laughs> you, you better be grateful that this isn't a more popular show, Austin. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So David's not here and all of the, like, crass sexual harassment <laughs> jokes fall to me? That doesn't Merry seem appropriate. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, Austin, you, you usually get off pretty easy on this show. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. It's all about deflection, Ryan. It's true. Yeah. You should see our holiday parties for a very special episode. They're, they're you know how they else. You know how they say when you're being chased by a bear, you don't need to be faster than the bear. You just need to be faster than the slowest person. That's that's me on this podcast when it comes to offensiveness. I'm just slightly less offensive than the most offensive person, and I come off looking great. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, we're all just a little bit less or more offensive than each other. Uh, dear listener, go ahead and mark us. In terms of- 
I'd be interested in a listener ranking of who is most to least offensive of us. Naughty versus nice. Carol. Oh, actually oh, really go. nice. So. There you go. So Carol, fuck you. Carol yeah. ranked how woke we are one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was fun. You totally didn't get mad about it, Ryan. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh. It's not an objective scale. <laughs> right. Women are never right. so it's Well, they are, it. but I don't know. You're, it's not like you took a survey. It was just you. <laughs> it's not like we can believe women, right? I get it. I get it. Well, it's not like anybody isn't woke either, but if I have to put somebody last, somebody's going to be last. That's the game. I, I remember because it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler for the listeners. So let's go around the table and say what we're all thankful for. Now, let's say. Wrong holiday. If we have... <laughs> Wrong it is. This is all, let's all one let's big all say, holiday. Let's all say what we want for Christmas. And sit in David's lap because he's not here. Well, I want to sit in David's lap for Christmas, actually. So <laughs> there you go. That's like a regular day, though. What's the What's the special part? I want him to wear a a, a sugar plum fairy hat. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. Just that, yeah. Yeah. That sounds great, David. Uh, send that in if you're still alive, or maybe we'll see. So uh, let's go around the table and say, actually, what, if any, do you have a relationship at all with Metalocalypse, starting with Austin? Uh, I do not have a relationship with Metalocalypse. Until now. Uh, until now. This is the first episode that I have watched, so I don't know who any of these people are. This You're is welcome. Pr- this is probably <laughs> the, the show that we've watched for this podcast that I am the least familiar with in that... Mm-hmm. Prior to watching this episode, I knew this was a show that existed. Like, I've seen commercials for it on Cartoon Network when I was watching, like, Venture Brothers or King of the Hill reruns or whatever. Right, right. Um, so, like, I knew it existed, and it was. I just looked at it, it was like, you know, this, like, crazy weird death metal kind of thing going on. But that's mm-hmm. li- that, that thus endeth my, uh, my familiarity at all, to the point where I didn't even know when discussing this and that we were going to be doing this episode... If it was Metalocalypse or Metalpocalypse or <laughs> Metalocalopalypse or exactly how it got pronounced. So I have now learned that, that it is Metalocalypse. And Ryan? Um, I actually know even less than Austin about this show. <laughs> this is... Never even seen a commercial before? No, I've heard the name of it. I didn't know what it looked like. Like I couldn't have seen a screenshot from it and uh, identified it. I'd heard about it. So this is one of those Adult Swim shows, right? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. by Brendan Small, who you might know from home movies. Yeah, whose stuff I generally like, but I'll be honest with you, I really, I hated this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ouchers. <laughs> I know. it's not. I was concerned while I was watching this. I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't, isn't going to go well. <laughs> so you and me, yeah, are going to have to fight because this is another one of my favorite shows. I, know. I mean, it might. I can see how maybe it would be a thing where if you watched a bunch of it and got familiar with the characters, it would grow, it would be appealing. Like, I like a lot yeah. of shows that are kind of like that. Like, Larry Sanders is probably my favorite show ever, and that's like a hard show to show someone one episode of. Yeah. Or, like, Mr. Show is like that. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, but just this style of, like, the whole kind of Adult Swim, like, minimal animation and everyone's got these, like, little voices the whole time. Like, I don't like that shit at all. Like, it just does mm. not appeal to me. 
So this show, similarly to another show I've had you boys review with me because I like it so much. Like the very first time I watched it, like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm like, this is something. It's either A, too stupid, or B, too mean, or C, too dumb, which is stupid again. But it's like not a good show, right? And then the voices are weird and you don't understand it. But yeah, like you said, Ryan, if you watch like three or five or 20 more, uh-huh. you have the potential to really get into it. <laughs> but for now, you'll just watch this one and hate it. Well, and there's just so much stuff on TV that like I feel like if something doesn't appeal to you right away, you can just watch a different show. <laughs> sure, yeah. Do whatever. Say goodbye to your loved ones with the time that you have. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so are so, we done? Is that the end? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have just barely begun. So, I will. Yeah. I will Go say ahead. I. Um, I mostly enjoyed the humor of this, but I definitely like most of my notes are just like, "Hey, that was funny. I thought that was funny." Like I don't have a. I didn't feel like I had a lot to say about it. Hmm. We'll see. Except for except for one super brilliant. Um, observation I had towards the end, and we'll get to that. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for your one brilliant observation. Uh-huh. This, this may be a shorter episode. We'll see. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, 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 no! Wait for it, guys. Wait, let the let the Christmas spirit chase you down and haunt you and eat your bones. Am I going to be visited by three ghosts that convince me that I like this show? I mean, probably. I don't know. I could I could try to set some ghouls on you if you want. So so it would be like what the ghost of Christmas past that shows you old cartoons that are like this that you enjoyed and then the ghost of Christmas present would be like you watching this episode and recording this podcast now and then what would the ghost of Christmas future be It'd be like David as a RoboCop I think Yeah I think so <laughs> I agree with that <laughs> Which I tried to have on the podcast, but he would not submit to the robot assimilation. So is this clown always on the show? Not always. Okay. Oh, who's the guy who he's... Okay. So <laughs> Dr. Doctor Roxo, he's based off a particular rock star. You can see it when, like, he has his music video. He's that one guy, the rock star, who, like, jumps and does, like, open kicks, and he does a lot of hair metal and skis on cocaine. David Lee Roth? Exactly. Yes. Thank I was you. gonna say like every rocker ever. Right, good, good on you, Ryan, for nailing that one. I literally had one familiar name. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, he's kind of loosely based on David Lee Roth, but you don't see it so much in this episode. And he's, you know, a pretty frequent guest. He shows up a little bit more than Dick Nibbler, who we'll get into. Yeah. So Dr. Roxo, for the viewers at home, he's this terrible clown who, a rock and roll clown who does rock and roll stunts and has a band sometimes called Razzy Zazmataz, I believe. Or uh, Zaz Blammy Mataz. <laughs> and he loves nothing more than cocaine. I gather that. Right? Yeah. Which scene, I wonder? Maybe all of his scenes still do right? that. Right, right. So yeah, like that was one of the things because I was like this cocaine thing. I can see how if that is so that's always his thing. Oh yeah, he's always in love with cocaine and sometimes underage girls. Okay, because like yeah, I, I can see how that would have like a larger context because for this I was just like, all right, it's clown and he just talked about cocaine the whole time. Cocaine. 
(laughs) (laughs) The voices are probably pretty annoying, but I mean, once they like become a part of your mind, they're really fun. Well, it's like I had that with um, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force show too, where I was just like, why are they food? And like, I don't know. Like, I just, I always feel like these Adult Swim shows, I'm always like, why? Like, I, I can't like adjust to the context of it or something. You definitely have to tune in to the dial so it fits you right Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So, yeah, we open on the Entertainment Tonight type show showing us that Dr. Roxo is on a cocaine bender and he's in trouble with Johnny Law. And uh, the the crack research team wanted me to point out Mm -hmm. because I have made them like Star Wars that (laughs) uh, the, the news anchor in that segment is voiced by none other than Luke Skywalker himself, Mark oh, Hamill. Oh, really? really? Yeah. All right. I forget. Was he disfigured? The newscaster, not Mark Hamill. We know he was a little disfigured. Just a little. He had just a car accident. Just light, he looks lightly great. disfigured. Lightly disfigured. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a scene in this series where the news anchor gets terribly disfigured and more and more as they go on. Was he like, did he, was he... Yeah, no, he, he was normal was, here. Uh, no, he was normal throughout. I, I didn't notice him being, like, disfigured throughout it. It's a little later. So one of the Metalocalypse trademarks is that pretty much, you know, as a finale, just there's this great unraveling and a lot of people die. Usually it's the fans of the music. It's actually a little nicer for the holidays in this episode at that point. So Dr. Roxo is in trouble with the law, and Toki, who's the heart of Metalocalypse's death clock, is, like finally going to AA meetings and learning boundaries because his buddy is hooked on drugs, so he's trying not to support him in a bad way. Wait, so yeah, I have some questions. Mm-hmm. So these guys are a band and they're called Death Clock, is that right? Yeah, the band is called Death Clock, and the premise of the show is mostly that this band is so big okay. that they're like a third of the world's economy. Oh, okay, I was going to ask, like, are they very successful, or I couldn't really tell. Okay. And so they live in their own floating island fortress, okay. and that's called Mort House, and that's where we're watching the news with all the band members. <laughs> Since you guys are fresh, do you, do you have a favorite of the band members on just this one viewing? Um, who was the one that did the Secret Santa shopping? Toki. Toki War Toki. Yeah, Toki was probably my favorite. I He's a, the heart of the series. Yeah. I, I have a least favorite. Who? The one with like the, the the Fu Manchu. No, Murderface was the one that had the Lionel Richie hair, right? Yeah, they call it yeah. ugly triangle hair in this series. And then there was one that had like a little skinny like Fu Manchu mustache. The blonde one. Uh, I think so. I think I hated him the most. Although actually, I think it was the clown because I really got Doctor Roxo is very obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, see, I kind of like Doctor Roxo. He's, He's like, great too. Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine. I was I wasn't happy. Maybe it was because I had been assembling IKEA furniture all day. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so testy. But oh, that's, a, that's the best non sequitur ever. <laughs> Maybe you need some Coco Christmas spirit, Ryan. <laughs> Maybe. At the same time, I can totally get how if I watched a ton of episodes and that was his shtick, and every one of them might get old real fast. I think they do something fun with it every time, but please yeah. go on to the series and make your own conclusions. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> okay, so that makes a lot more sense knowing that they're like super, super successful. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell if they were supposed to be really popular or not. I was confused. Yeah, it was one of those where like I wasn't sure if this was a like 
they legitimately are super successful or if this is one of those like skewed perspectives where we're kind of seeing things from their inflated sense of themselves but they're actually right. you know kind of a washed up band kind of thing. yeah but well it, they yeah, had this... like a big house like a palatial estate mm-hmm. so. yeah. yeah they have their own hot tub they have their own sauna they have everything's really nice and they have servants but you actually don't get to see them do a concert in this one and usually you do uh, so you don't okay. get all the information i like the way you say sauna sauna yeah sauna sauna so and then uh, the other clue about their success is they have several attendants yeah I, uh, yeah i was like what's going on with these guys they're like yes master <laughs> no master <laughs> yeah when she likes them and those so they I, come in i briefly entertained the notion uh-huh. that these are somehow like gods manifested on earth that yeah. were being like attended to <laughs> That's a good point, Austin, and they kind of touch on that in some episodes when, like, their rock animal guides burst out of them and shoot up the sky with guitar solos. You'd have to see it, though. So, (laughs) one of the attendants brings in a DVD, and it's all the Death Clock's moms, and it's Murderface's grandma, because as we all know, his mom is dead because his dad murdered her when he was a baby. That's why he's named Murderface, you guys. We what all to, know that now. What does that have to do with his face? <laughs> well, because his face is ugly, too. And it saw a murder. Okay. That's all. Huh. It's very just simple and direct, huh. you know? He was an ugly baby. He's an ugly man. <laughs> he gets plastic surgery. You'll see. So anyways, uh, all the Death Clock mom slash grandma have made a movie and a DVD about how they want to see their sons for the holidays. Aw, uh, it's a touching story of family coming together at Christmas. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Hottamy. And I'm Kyle McCormick. We're the host of Reboot, Reboot, Reuse, Recycle. Kyle, what's this podcast about? Well, Chris, in Reboot, Reuse, Recycle, me and you and a guest, usually a comedian of some kind, watch a movie and then it's remake, and then we goof on it. That we do, and we've had some great guests in the past. We've had Riley Silverman. Hutch Harris. Kate Willett. Uh, others. Justin Cousin. Justin Cousin. Uh, and of Portland greats like Caitlin Warehouser, Shane right. Hosey, Lucia Fasano. Right, Kevin and, Arnold. Exactly. Angels and demons alike. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are a fun show. We hope you listen to us on the River City Podcast Federation and peace Bye.
time for my special. Can I use that? No. Oh, come on. No. If you use it, I'll kill you. Uh, Murderface, you uh, still have this meeting. Now. Still. Now. Still. Now. <laughs> Except all the sons want nothing less than to see their yeah. parents. And or that old Christmas chestnut of having to put up with terrible relatives you want nothing to do with. That's my favorite part of this. This is my other question. Do you guys have, you don't have to say which ones, but do you have family members who fucking drive you so crazy that you're still bitching about them a whole day after you hung out? I would be surprised to meet someone who who who, who doesn't have that. <laughs> so that tells you Ryan's answer. Uh-huh. Um, up it until Austin, let's see. Yeah. Up until this year, or I guess last year technically. Was it the election? I, I would have said no, but yeah, the 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 election fucked things up for me. So. Mm. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, welcome to the muck, Austin. <laughs> yep. It's fan freaking tastic. I just had like earlier tonight a a conversation via Twitter with my brother about that kind of stuff. How sad we are about reality nowadays. You can tell whichever family member it is to go fuck themselves from me. Awesome. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. That's a good move, actually, if you're arguing with family at the holidays, if you get the Carol opinion to back you up, it's usually, right? it has a lot of <laughs> This one weird artist lady from Portland <laughs> says, fuck yours. My podcasting partner says you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now that now that I've heard that, I, I humbly retract my opinion. Gee, maybe Nazis are bad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Only it were that simple. I'd play that card if it were. Right. Give it a shot, but I don't think you'll get anywhere. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes, Carol. <laughs> good. Good. And so about the mothers, uh, Nathan Explosion. He's the leader of the band. He has the best relationship with his parents overall. He has the least issues, but his mom still wants to get drunk and fuck up Christmas. Uh, is he, Swiss guard. Is he the, the one with the long dark hair? Yeah, the long okay. black hair, and he's like the heaviest set. Oh he's, yeah, he's the heavy, right? Yeah, and for then, some for some reason, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I saw him in a lot of the commercials, but I had it in my head that he was the leader. He is basically, but he's somewhat reluctant. He just kind of looks like the leader, like yeah. He yeah. is. Yeah. Later on in the series, Werner Herzog shows up. You guys, <laughs> like actual Werner Herzog? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Swiss Guard is the blonde rocker, and he does, like, the lead guitar, and he's, like, the most talented musician in the group. And he's the the one with the unsettlingly sexy mom, right? Yeah, and the unsettlingly slutty mom. And, like, one of my favorite details here, and in all of them, is that, like, you can tell he's such a good guitarer because he hates his mother so much. When she's, like, making out with somebody, you see him, like, hit the guitar, and the boo is, like... I'm just not looking at you, moms. <laughs> and then Toki's parents were very cold and harsh to him, and his dad just died in this series. So his mom's single, looking to mingle. And you got Murderface, who's got two dead parents and one mean old granny in a wheelchair. And they all want to come to Mort House, the Death Clock Central, to party, which well, our fellows want no part of. How come they can say fuck on this show? Because it's a cool word. But I mean, can you say fuck on uh, on on Adult Swim shows? You can sure. after like a ten or eleven p.m. Really? Yeah. All right. Like there's there's like you can watch. Sometimes Comedy Central will air 
uh, the South Park movie. Uh huh. Like li- late at night, like after you know, overnight kind of a thing where it's completely uncut and unedited. Yeah. Yeah. There's weird rules governing that apparently. So it's the most adult part of Adult Swim, and thank God for it. Um, whose then... whose mom is the one that almost seems like a nun? Uh, that would be Toki's mom. Okay. The austere parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really okay. cold. Okay. So Toki also found his musical talent. He's almost as good as Swiss Guard. He can keep up with him, which is why he's in the band. And then Nathan's good and he's talented. And Murderface is just the bassist, and everyone shits on him, and rightly so. <laughs> Bassists <laughs> suck. <laughs> right? And so then the boss man, who's the taskmaster, Offidenson, he's just the suit. You probably didn't get a huge impression of this time, but you could tell that he's the only thing keeping them, like, fiscally solvent, etc. Oh, is he the one with the things around his eyes? No, that's Dick Nibbler. Oh, I kind of like the design of... I love him. His eyes exploded because of how hard they rocked in a previous episode. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, I kind of like that. It's like, why does he have robot eyes? That's a good answer. That's a really that's and they a, like they like get red and green when he's mad and happy. If, I love. If the eyes. question is why does he have robot eyes, and the answer is because his human eyes exploded due to a band rocking so hard, that's a good question answer callback. Yeah, I, I'll take right? it. Right, this show has great continuity. P.S. So Charles Foster Oftenson comes in to remind Murderface that he is signed up to do a Christmas special and he was told to remind him. Just like us, right now. And then we go back to them, the Death Clock Boys, hanging out in their sauna and Murderface bringing that up. Nobody's biting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I chuckled at the smash cut to everybody, everybody just sitting in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. They chillax together all the time. It's really pleasant. So yeah, it's a Christmas special with Dick Nibbler with the blown out robot eyes. And they're kind of trying to bank off of Death Clock's success, but they can only get Murderface to agree, so sponsorship is being a bit of a trick. I liked um I liked that Murderface's coffee mug was a skull with his distinctive hairstyle on it. Yeah. So they have a lot of merchandising of their characters in this show because they're so popular. And they all have their own coffee mugs, and generally they'll drink out of them. But one of the cutest touches is that Toki likes to drink out of the Swiss Guard mug because he looks up to him. Ah. It's adorable. I also like, of the various failed ventures that Murderface mm-hmm. has been a part of, my favorite was his home pyrotechnic show that just exploded everybody when they used it. <laughs> right? Yeah, so we, everybody, no one else in Death Clock wants to be in Murderface's venture because they talk about all the failed things he's had before the first one is like a sexy babe car wash where they wash your cars but they end up just getting these huge women who break the cars and then the other one is like a cologne that is piss that also like burns your skin (laughs) yeah he's he they complained about it having of it smelling like urine he's like that's because i peed in every bottle that was the whole point Which is a nice touch. Murderface has a side project, Planet Piss. So again, the continuity is perfectly tight. And then he had a home con- a home pyrotechnic show that basically just blew people up. And that kind of blowing people up is it's tradition in this show. So that's your only one you see this time. But just feel that milieu. So yeah, it's a great failure montage, and no one else in Death Clock wants to be in Murderface's stupid spinoff. And that means that they're not getting all the money they could be. And meanwhile, the one person in Death Clock who really has the Christmas spirit is, of course, Toki. 
and he gets so pissed off that no one else wants to get presents that he's gonna do secret santa all by himself (laughs) (laughs) and he leaves swearing at them and nathan's like i don't believe i've ever been spoken to that way (laughs) oh yeah i saw that part (laughs) so we then cut to the jail for the b plot and it's Dr. Roxo negotiating his release. And he's not doing too good at proving he's going to be on the straight and narrow when he just straight up snorts the coffee creamer. This is the part in my notes where I wrote, I'm tired of funny voices. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, this is the point in my notes where I had the most uh, traditionally a- AVSE note uh, <laughs> about the episode, which was, I'm not sure that a desk officer can coordinate slash authorize a work release program the way the way this happens here. You tell him, Austin. <laughs> I feel like a judge needs to be involved in this. Like, okay, you've been arrested for cocaine, but if you go get a job, you won't have to serve jail time. Like, I just don't think the guy working at the desk could do that. I'm not sure we have judges in this universe. Well, I mean, that could be. Um, also, this is where I noted that we are once again spending another holiday episode partially in jail. Ooh, it's a oh, tradition yeah. for us. We're a bunch of jailbirds. <laughs> so how do you like Dr. Roxo's Lycra bodysuit with a deep butt cleavage and deep chest cleavage? Eh, I mean, it... Uh, uh... Did it move you emotionally or physically, Austin? Did the needle move? No, not really. Okay. And Ryan's it, over funny voices, so you're not going to... It was more of a throb for me. Right. <laughs> well, we got the one throb. No, there were actually aspects of the animation I really liked, because that's another criticism I have of these. There's a lot of, I think, contemporary animation that is, like, the writing is sharp, like Archer or something, Mm -hmm. and it kind of looks good, but, like, that really stiff animation bugs me. Right. But, um, where it almost should just be, like, a radio show rather than a cartoon, but there were actually some, some ways that they did the animation in this that I thought looked really good. Yeah, it's really hard to get a good effect with limited animation. Uh, At first, that was probably something that turned me off about this show, but then when I came around on it, they see... Usually, it for all the climax when everything implodes, and then there's you know it's I find it serviceable in the meantime. It was more fluid than I thought it was gonna be. Oh good, yeah. oh good, we're winning you. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we follow Doctor Roxo to the most festive place of Christmas, which is the mall, mm. and we hear his interior monologue about all the plastic people and how he just can't cut it anymore. You guys, poor guy. And then we go back to Mordhouse <laughs> where finally the Christmas spirit has been happening a little bit and Nathan and Pickles and Swissguard are marveling at the Christmas tree that their servants are setting up and Nathan comes around on it because it turns out it actually is pretty brutal to have a corpse up in your house. <laughs> he says it's like having a rotting corpse in your house but the corpse is a tree. And I was like... He's not wrong. That kind of is what a Christmas tree is. It's the rotting corpse of a tree. Yeah. And true. I never even was like into metal at all, and I still might not be, but the way they portray metal is like the best <laughs> kind of way that metal <laughs> will ever be portrayed. Everything's fucking brutal. And it's about how real life is brutal. Well, I also wanted to say about the tree uh-huh. thing. Um, it'd be like if a rotting corpse smelled really great. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a rotting corpse that also smells fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Minty fresh. Uh, what might detract from that is at the very end, Nathan giving the order to the servants to put up some rotting meat. <laughs> yeah. To further yeah. their aesthetic. And then, uh-oh, all the death phones are going off. So I don't know if you guys noticed the design of the cell phones, but there's a scene when they are given their own brand of cell phone. And they're hard to use because they're so metal that they just have spikes everywhere. Yeah, I totally missed that. That's kind of funny. They're great. And so everybody's phones are going off and it's their mothers and they hang up on them. But then it's the other guy's mothers and all their moms are calling them at the same time. And they just don't like this very much, you guys. Just like when all your pushy relatives are coming to your house for Christmas. Right? I hope the moms all have funny voices. <laughs> I'm sorry you don't like fun, right? That must be hard. It can be hard to not like fun. David or Ryan's totally putting on the David hat right now. Does David not like fun? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I give David a hard time for for not liking fun. Hmm. Yeah, kind of. Your Ryan Ryan's inheriting David's Grumpus persona, I think. <laughs> Your Jim carries the Grinch. His <laughs> 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 Grumpus slash Jimmy Cagney. Yeah. Edward G. Robinson persona. <laughs> but who's not a grump is Toki, except a little bit to his henchmen. Even though Toki's the nicest guy in the show, he likes to treat them like shit, and he's making them lug around his baggages as he does all the Christmas shopping for the whole Mort house in the mall. Question. Uh-huh. Did Bed Bath and Beyond pay to be <laughs> featured so heavily on the bags that the henchmen are carrying? Or I was, super doubt it. Or was that just like a uh, 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 like running <laughs> gag, or did they just pick that for whatever? Because they thought it would be funny that he was shopping at Bed Bath and Beyond. I think it was more for that. Yeah, good eye. I didn't quite notice that. They do have a running gag about Hot Topic, like. Before, oh, yeah. So Swissguard the blonde with the sexy mom, he fucks everybody. He gets the most groupies. And before you can fuck him, you have to sign a disclosure agreement that says if you get pregnant, he won't have to raise it. But they get a college scholarship and a $5 gift certificate, the Hot Topic, which is one of the several times they give out $5 gift certificates to Hot Topic. So that's their running gag. I think they just threw in Bed Bath & Beyond to show Toki's softer side and Fuck with Bed Bath and Beyond. Nice. Hello and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified, the podcast where we hope to make you a little less dumb while we also become a little less dumb. Do you want to know why some saints have never decomposed or why you're compelled to eat laundry detergent and home insulation? Ugh. Maybe you've heard about the axe handle hound or a demon named Zozo and want to know more. We're here to help. Join us. I thought you say Emily and Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were going to do. I'm just going to leave this in. Um, join us, Emily and Ryan, on our mission to investigate the weirder sides of science history, and that is your line. And the paranormal and afternoonified part of the River City Podcast Federation. Nailed it. Done. Yeah. Boom. Come find us. <laughs> Death Clock, but we got someone who's practically in Death Clock. You! I am in Death Clock!
I'm a fucking star. Yes, you are. There's the attitude. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Now, listen. Wait, do you hear my ideas for this no. thing? I'm telling you, William, this is going to have to come from me. You simply cannot be involved creatively. It's it's a no-go. Okay, babe? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, okay. Uh, here's a brief list of, uh, you know, failures to start out with. Oh, my failures. All right, so... Uh, Squish Carter, your mom's calling me. I think our brothers are trying to get in touch with us. Can you take these phones and get his new numbers? Fucking stockies. Christmas trees. This amateur brutal. Well, you know what? It's grown on me. So then we go back to Mort House where Dick Nibbler, or actually it's Dick Nubbler, but I'm probably going to keep getting that wrong, which I think is what they really intended. <laughs> And his robotic eyes are bashing Murderface in the line for their conference call about how this special is going to go. And Murderface wants to make sure this has Zazz, and you can tell that Dick just hates him and has no faith in him whatsoever. Well, yeah, Dick just wants he wants to close the deal, and Murderface mm-hmm. and, and Murderface wants like a metal Christmas special where it deals with the immaculate conception with a boner. <laughs> Oh, and did you notice that that Murderface is stealing Nathan Explosion's idea about the Christmas spirit being a haunting murder ghost? Uh-huh. That's yep. that's another thing he likes to do is take songwriter credit with ever actually not ever doing it. So they're having that fight, and they get on the conference call, and then all of the other executives are really looking for anybody else to be the host, and they're like, "We want Death Clock." Well, you almost have them. I am in Death Clock. Yeah, but you're the basis, so it's... Wah, wah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I didn't get that at all. Like, I had, yeah, I just had no contact. That was where I wrote, like, are these guys famous? Like, I couldn't tell what was, yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense when you understand that they're, like, super popular. We should just, uh, we should do a series where we all (laughs) pick a show that none of us have ever seen. (laughs) Just try to figure out... Oh, yeah. Like a series of episodes where we... That would be kind of fun. Or at least one. Yeah. So far, I'm the only one who's obscure enough for y'all. It'd be tough to stump David, though. Would it? He watches a lot of TV. Has he seen Metalocalypse? Maybe? We'll never know. We could watch, like, Telemundo or something. (laughs) That would be something. The key with David would probably be to pick something that's more recent. Something that mm. wasn't on uh, syndication in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, like, let's do, like, a Kardashians episode. Or something. <laughs> oh, That's wow, the main that thing that I'm, good. like, really, I've never really watched it, but I'm fascinated by how much of it there is, considering that I've never watched it. Like, I'm, there's something intriguing about that to me. I'm sure there are special ones, because they, like, the, almost killed those basketball players they were married to. The, the Kardashians, Ryan, specifically, or just, like, reality, that kind of reality? general well i know that there's a lot of reality shows i've never seen but hasn't the kardashians show there's like 15 seasons or something there's like some incredible amount of it it's insane so toki's at the mall and he wants to see santa and he's very serious about it he clearly doesn't understand that it's just a guy in a costume and who's the guy in the costume but dr roxo of course and this is another um this is another like classic holiday special trope that they put in here, which is the like the character from the show that has to be Santa. 
that like right. that, 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 like gets a job as Santa. I mean, that's what Homer did it in the first Simpsons episode. Oh, yeah. There was a Roseanne episode where she got a job as a mall Santa. Oh yeah, that's a great one. There's a really good uh, Wonder Years where the his coach is a Santa. That yeah, uh, maybe next year we'll do that one. There's a good Sopranos where one of their bigger character spoilers dies, so they have to get the next fattest guy to be Santa. I was gonna say, Carol, I'm really surprised because me and you both love the Sopranos so much that we haven't done a Sopranos episode on this yeah. show and especially I was thinking of that Christmas episode particularly because oh, yeah. I was like oh yeah I'm surprised neither of us picked that I mean one of these years we gotta get into it it's a it's it's an hour show instead of half an hour yeah. and it's one that I think you need the context more than Probably. say this one yeah. although you two have been suffering a little for lack of context so you know it's a beautiful show I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it someday I just haven't gotten serious enough yet myself Although we've all agreed unanimously that next year we're just going to do four Family Matters Christmases. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the people want, clearly. I'm really campaigning hard for that. Carol was the only one that wouldn't agree to it, and now I have to watch this shit. <laughs> this is such a good show, right? <laughs> so yeah, I do like I do like how this episode, either intentionally or not, seems to be trying to like work in all of these different Christmas tropes, like. The relatives coming to visit that you don't want to visit for. The character that has to dress up like Santa. Putting on the Christmas pageant slash special. <laughs> right? Even though in a lot of ways this is like an edgier thing. Right, right. Doing the same kind of stuff. And they're hitting all of these Christmas special tropes along the way. Yeah, are you guys feeling festive? You should be feeling very festive right now. That's I'm always not, very... That's, that's not what? what I'd call it, what I'm feeling. Oh, <laughs> No, that's that's. I think that's why I I like. Is it Toki that's that's buying all the presents? Mm-hmm. That's why I think that's why I relate to Toki so much in this episode because I feel like when Christmas rolls around, I'm the Toki of whatever group I'm in. It's like, Aww. yay, Christmas! Let's do Christmas stuff. Let's buy presents. Yay! <laughs> you really don't get too much of an impression of Pickles in this episode, but he's great too. He's the red-headed drummer with the dreadlocks and baldness at the same time. Yeah, I really don't have much of a feeling on him at all. Mm, he's great. He's great. <laughs> so yeah, Toki is confronted with his idol, Santa, but it's also his friend who has failed him, Dr. Roxo. So let's see if his new ironclad boundaries can stay intact. Spoiler, they probably don't. Then we cut back to Mordhouse, where Offerdinson... The businessman of Death Clock is trying to tell them about their quarter, and no one really wants to listen. And he has this great line, oh, I guess you don't care when you're making money. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Austin, if I had to call you anybody in Death Clock, it would be offered in sin, because you're kind of the one who keeps us on schedule while we just fuck off at the table. <laughs> there's, worse, there's worse things to be called. He's great in this, especially in the end. He really becomes powerful. I liked here when they were like, where's Toki? Like, he's out pout shopping for us. <laughs> he's pout shopping. Yeah, that was Pickles' line. His one great line. Uh, and one great thing I'd like to say about this series is it has one of my favorite series finales of any series ever because they do a whole hour-long episode where it's entirely musical. Oh. And it's nice. really badass. It's maybe one of the best musicals I've ever seen. It's up there. It's like Little Shop of Horrors level Ooh, for damn. me. Really well written. Let's talk about Little Shop of Horrors more. 
I love that it's movie. It's beautiful, isn't it? Get my wife on for that one. She loves Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, it's so good. Isn't it great? Nope, nope. We're talking about Metalocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're having their business meeting, and no one's really listening to offers then. And then Toki shows up, and Murder Phase wonders why it smells like piss and coke. And it's not Toki. It's Dr. Roxo. And he's fucking there now. And you know who else is there? All of their moms. And they want to get drunk. Yeah, they do. Right? And all of Death Clock wants to keep their moms from getting drunk because they get weird and horny. But, of course, they have to drink to cope with their mothers. So we'll see just how long they can avoid that. So all at once, the moms storm the front door. And, you know, you have to wonder how they get there because they do live, again, in a floating fortress. Yeah, I missed that the first time around. But now that I know that, it does raise a question of how anyone gets there. Well, <laughs> is this like the present? Like, is it the future? Do they have flying cars or anything? Or is it <laughs> a normal generally world? The, generally, the rest of the world is kind of in our timeline, except okay. they do have, like, more technology than we do. But they, they like, show the last CD store in the mall closing in an episode. Mm-hmm. So it's really connected to right now, except that they've mastered floating islands, for instance, hmm. in technology. I'm telling you, Ryan, that was a very David kind of question to ask. Trying to fill the void, the David void. Is that why you're wearing David's skin on your face? <laughs> nah, David couldn't be here this week, but pretty I'll be pretty... filling him in. I mean, filling in for him. <laughs> he uh, he helped me move this couch, though. <laughs> He's about a size 14, right? <laughs> yeah. So, smash cut to the moms all decorating the shit out of Mort House. With traditional festivities on top of their brooding, Hot Topic-esque skulls and death metal vibes. And then we have them avoiding the booze, but drinking for themselves. And uh, some really ogling shots of Mrs. Switzgard. And she's, her boobs are moving and Murder Face is openly ogling her as well. That's the uncomfortably sexy one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they, so they make her really, you know, sexually provocatively dressed, and they also give her boobs some sag, because she's right. definitely a mother. Well, yeah, <laughs> because they're, I mean, they're, they're, it's all these characters' moms, but the characters are in their, like, 30s, at least, if not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're all definitely our age, at least. At least, yeah. So, so the moms, by just, you know, definition, are all older. And because he smells so much like piss and coke, Toki has let Dr. Roxo go use his bathroom. And he goes to check on him, and Dr. Roxo starts to, to drown Toki in a bid to acquire drugs and or money. Which is a nice scene. Very festive, very holidays. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out in my notes where, because I just wrote, Clown wants drugs. <laughs> yeah, that would be right now. You're perfect. <laughs> Um, well, because this is this is where he steals the presents, right? Almost. It's just okay. where he pre-menaces first. So he steals the presents when the boys go to the mall. So not only does Toki go to the mall in this episode, but the and this is the only time we go to the mall almost in the whole series. But we go there a lot because that is the crux of Christmas when yeah. you think about it. Oh yeah. Mm. So all the moms badger all the death clocks to go to the mall, but they don't want to, and they're like, "This is the worst time of the year for it. It's truly brutal." I mean, Saved by the Bell only went to the mall for Christmas and U2. That's true. I wonder if there were uh, any 
shitty Christmas wrappers at this mall or any children's hospital. Or any homeless people living there. (laughs) Any free ladies you could find because they were homeless. Yeah. That would fit in with this vibe, too. Uh, And I super love the shot when they're doing the parking maneuvers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not even a not even a movement on the needle. You truly are the Grinch of Death Clock, Ryan. Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> All four moms make the men go in the car, and they're yelling at them the whole time about parking. And and then they smash into a car when they're trying to park because all the moms are yelling. And Nathan's like, "Well, my moms are yelling at me. What's your excuse?" And then they have to apologize. And eventually, we get parking. And this is great because. Almost all the times you'll notice that their attendants, the henchmen, do everything, but the moms are forcing the Death Clock members to do this because it's family. Don't you guys wish you had attendants that you could try to foist off on your parents? Mm-hmm. Yes. So because her husband has just died, Toki's mom, all the other moms are trying to give her the makeover, and her name's Anya, and the Death Clock members are just watching their moms interact and bracing themselves for the inevitable chaos. Then this is when Roxo finds the time to steal the presents. Which I feel like is another Christmas trope. The like someone of questionable morals within the cast steals a Christmas present kind of a thing. Oh yeah, when else does that happen? I don't know. Yeah, don't ask me to follow up with an example on that one because I couldn't couldn't come (laughs) up with one, but I feel like that's... That's a thing that happens in Christmas shows sometimes. I don't know. I mean, the Grinch stole presents. Yeah. Yeah, he that's stole the though. shit out of all of them. He even stole the roast beast. Oh, yeah. And the hoo hash. The last can of hoo hash. Oh, I could really go for smoking some hoo hash right now. Uh. <laughs> Wait, was, was the Grinch yeah. anti drug? No, because he took the drugs. Nah, that's true. Just like Roxo. See? So the reason, one of the reasons Murderface didn't want to go hang out with the moms in the mall is that he's due for a conference call. And then Dick Nibbler, Dick Nibbler was like, no, we've got to stay for the call, baby. But he gets smacked in the face, which is when you know these grandmas are serious. And also you can see the violence that runs in Murderface's family line. They are serious motherfuckers. Uh-huh. So they have, the, this is the, this is the point where like they're getting ready to have the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. That- and they have to have the conference call in the mall. Yeah, and this is where I had the 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 bri- my brilliant realization that this episode was like playing with all of the different Christmas tropes because I realized that this whole like oh we have to do a Christmas special is basically like the plot of the Charlie Brown Christmas episode, which is hmm. Charlie Brown's trying to put on a Christmas pageant, mm. and the whole thing culminates in said pageant in the same way that this has <laughs> Christmas special. But they do that weird thing in the Charlie Brown special where the tree looks like shit and then they keep dressing it up and somehow it has like more greenery on it. Even as a little kid that bothered me. The ugliest tree. They all go in as a group and then wave their hands around and it creates a cloud of dust and you just see like random hands and then when they stop the tree looks beautiful. It's like a much healthier tree because it's fine if you want to like make a shitty tree look nice with decorations but how did it's like a different tree. Well, they take all the decor. They take all the decorations off of Snoopy's house. Mm. Snoopy must be pissed. Yeah, he's fine. He already won his first prize for best decoration. <laughs> also, he's a dog. He doesn't even understand it's Christmas. 
He's a published author <laughs> yeah. and a war veteran. Throw, show some respect, Ryan. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Wow, Ryan just does not respect <laughs> any Christmas cartoons. And, uh, having a having a rough week. Hit the nog, honey. Get a little get a little blush on. I you. know. I'm not drunk enough for this. I, I was like, I've been drinking too much on the podcast, and then this is what happens when I don't drink on the podcast. It's the Bummer Sober podcast. Ryan's an angry sober. Um, <laughs> I get mean when I'm He's sober. a mean sober. <laughs> Presenting the Pitch Please podcast. Pitch, please, the game of the 60-second screenplay. It's a fun new game show where players pitch potential productions with pretty much no planning. Armed with only their imagination and a deck of 53 fully illustrated movie cliches like... Sexy hackers. Vaguely European supervillain. Sport dog. Players get one minute to plan it and one minute to pitch it. Pitch, please. It's the big screen in a little package. Take my pitch, please. Now playing the movies from inside, inside your mind. Please play Pitch, Please on the River City Podcast Federation. For the records, Dr. Roxo, I can't get you drugs. That's what B enables you. But I loves you, even though you am powerless. Dr. Roxo, I loves you too, baby. Now you get me those fucking drugs! I'll fucking kill you! Family only! Uh, just missed another spat. How many times are you gonna pass that Where? Spot? Which one? Back there, for God's sake! With all these people too in here. late, you blew it! Fantastic. Oh. Take this. Uh, how do you guys feel about eggnog? Are you pro or con? Oh nog? man, we're a big nog house. Mostly, it's my bae who does the heavy lifting, mm. but I sip at it myself. So I try you... to put it into coffee, and then it makes me feel nauseous. Nauseous. Do you drink it without booze in it? No, I put booze in it. Like, it, it, do do people just drink it without booze, or is it like an uh-huh. official booze thing? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do both. Like, I'll buy like a carton of eggnog at the at the grocery store when when they put it on sale around this time, and then I will just drink that. And then have sometimes, had... sometimes I have will you... add booze to it as I'm drinking it. And then sometimes I will make my own eggnog. And then when I make it myself, you it make has it booze. yourself? Oh yeah, totally. And then then it has. Where do you in get it. the nog? It's like it's eggs and milk, and you froth it all up and mix it together, and then. Put in booze and some other seasonings and stuff. Hmm. Pretty, Pretty much pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice seasoning. Yeah, a little, little freshly grated nutmeg. And... Nutmeg, that's the big one. Austin, yeah. I'm yeah. coming over for the holidays. Yeah, yeah right. shit, homemade nog. Sign me up. It's good stuff. Nog note: uh, It occurs to me that I did make my very own Christmas carol with my Portland music pal Jake Rose. Luckily, he takes the lead on this because he's a much better musician than me. So, for our very special listeners, please look forward to a very special original song entitled Nog Hagen at the very end of this episode from Our Household Sewers. Or, you know, uh, don't listen if you don't like catchy nog-based Christmas music. You've been warned. Enjoy. Nog out. So, so Murderface is having his conference call in the middle of the mall, and he's swearing a lot in front of children who are dragged away from him in the sales racks. 
And it turns out that the only people who are interested in potentially sponsoring this Christmas special is the Christian Church. So there's going to be no swearing, but Murderface can't even commit to that on the phone call. It's like an edit. It's like an Ed Wood movie. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to have a Christmas special with blood and tits and f- on fire. Which I mean, that sounds like a pretty badass Christmas special. I, I wish we'd yeah. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You did, Ryan. It's this show. <laughs> Austin, what are you chewing on? Oh, it's um a stir stick because I had oh, a, okay. I, I made myself a little cocktail, oh. little mug before I got started. So yeah, it's, it's a little thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Right, cool. See, that's why Austin's happy, Ryan. I know. I should be drunker. It was a White Russian, which felt appropriate. For this. I love White Russians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had some heavy cream left over from. Uh, from Thanksgiving, so I was like, oh, I'm going to make myself a white Russian. You gotta be smart to use those leftovers well. Cheers to you. <laughs> Put them in booze when you can. Hey, that's a good trick. I always forget to drink my leftovers. Can you do anything <laughs> with the mashed potatoes? Can you put was, some booze in that? I was picturing putting, like, hunks of turkey in a glass <laughs> of, like, whiskey or something. Whiskey, like... turkey, sliders, <laughs> shooters. Sign me up. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite parts when, like, they're all trying to figure out what kind of special this is going to be, and then they're getting it kind of neutered because of the Christian church, and Murderface is like, won't that make me, like, a shell out? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> no one cares except him. Well, except yep. the rest of Death Clock, but we'll get to that. And meanwhile... In a true scene of the Christmas spirit, Dr. Roxo is having himself a very white Christmas. He's just walking around with a Ziploc bag full of cocaine. A really big Ziploc bag. He bought a <laughs> lot of cocaine. He bought a lot of coke. Well, yeah, Toki bought a lot of presents. He was able to yeah, get a good deal enough. at that pawn shop. Yeah. And he's just narrating to everyone. He's like, hey, Johnny Hot Dog, I'm on cocaine. This is where I wondered if this was a, if this is an intentional It's a Wonderful Life riff. Because, mm. you know, at the end when he like, he's like, runs and he's like, hey, Mr. Bankman. Hey, <laughs> Mr. So-and-so. Hey. Hey, Mr. Zoo Animal. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's because yeah, that's basically what he's doing here. He's just like, like up and like, hey, hot dog vendor. Hey, Mr. Police. Uh-oh. <laughs> Gazoinks. This is quintessential rock sourly. <laughs> and I did, I did laugh when he ran up and was like, "Hey, Mister Police!" Uh oh. <laughs> he tells the little boy, and then an officer, and then he's he's fucked again. Yep. And so then we go to an actual church where Dick Nobbler is swearing right at a priest's fucking face, <laughs> a lot. Murderface tries to pull him back, but he's like, "No, I think he's heard the word fuck, 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 fuck before." and the father doesn't really care so much but he just wants them to promise to not have any swearing or profanity in the actual special or violence and then he throws the whole book of brimstone at them about how heavily god will smite them and i don't know guys i think that'll work think they're gonna have a clean special yeah totally totally i there might be there might be some farting yeah they kind of they they kind of do for a while they super do. So corny. Oh, speaking of corny, we go to Mort House, and all the Death Clock boys are dressed clearly by their mothers in very ugly Christmas sweaters. 
I kind of liked that when they were all wearing their Christmas sweaters. Right? It's good because they don't mention it. A lesser show would be like, oh, look at my sweater. But this, you just get the visual information. That's true. Which is maybe another Christmas trope, the ugly Christmas sweater. Right? It it is by now. I think this was before it was such a thing that people would have parties, too. This series is, what, 2012 or so? Can we ask the orphans? Oh, and do they do they get extra gruel for the holidays, Austin? Did we put that order in this here? Yeah, they'll get a little something on the holidays. We're not monsters. Well, uh, I mean, we're a little bit. <laughs> this aired for the first time on December 6th of 2009. Wow. Oh, wow. So there you go. The, but back when we were still flying high on the wings of hope and optimism in our country. Yeah. That was a better day. That's before we even started our first podcast. That's true. It's, yeah. I, yeah. That actually might, yeah. That was way before we, mm-hmm. yeah, we never even heard of these guys, David and Austin, back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. They weren't even a glimmer in their parents' eyes. That was before I murdered David and had sex with his corpse. It was <laughs> almost 10 years before that. Before that Christmas oh. miracle. <laughs> And then so we've got the whole special worked out. The deals are signed. And then we get a montage of Coke snorting and Manger Moms decorating. And they're going for that booze, but so far are held off. Yeah, just like Charlie Brown Christmas. Right? Wasn't that another or another trope <laughs> that's been in every Christmas special? Holding off the, the boozy moms. And the Coke snorting for the advent calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And then finally, it is the day of. And Dick Nobbler is being the heavy and getting everyone in order. And he's yelling at Death Clocks and there's going to be no clown and no mom's booze. And Toki's got to get those presents for the Secret Santa part of the special. And the special starts. And it's a very, very corny special. (laughs) We don't get violence. We don't get blood. We don't get drugs. But we do get manger jokes. And farts. And baby Jesus farting us with blessings. Yeah, because they kind of play it straight. Like the joke is that it's not funny for a minute. But Mm -hmm. then there starts to be farting. And then the joke is supposed... And the joke is supposed to be that the, the, like, super uptight audience is expecting this, like, straightforward christian pageant finds the farting funny well who doesn't that's true <laughs> farting is universally funny i was just watching <laughs> that show lady dynamite earlier today have you guys seen that yeah it's the first season let's talk about that and is there, uh, far- is there farting in it yeah and she goes on a on some dates is it brandon routh was it this the superman guy and brandon routh did play a superman dean kane Gene Kane also played a Superman on Lady Dynamite and played Superman. Oh, I believe it was Brandon Routh, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Or could have just she been a guy might, that looked like She has like a type. Yeah, Brandon Routh was the most recent Superman who's not currently a Superman. Her her type is guys who've played Superman. Right. And he, oh, really? uh, <laughs> he didn't uh, he he didn't get jokes. They had all these things like why it wouldn't work out, and then she's like, ah, oh, it's fine. And then uh, he farts, and he, he doesn't think it's funny. And then she's like, no, if you can't laugh about farts, then forget it. He's right to do it. So when the baby Jesus farts, Murder Face goes, oh, Lord. No, I mean, oh, Lord. Everybody gets a kick out of it. Right? Except Nathan Explosion, 
who's finally starting to smell something and it's not just farts. about success. Choo-choo, ka-choo, you're going to be on the cover of Forbes in a month. It's a show about health. You need enough steaks and your butt just closes for business. <laughs> yeah, this, you put that up there, you're going to have whole steaks come out of your butt <laughs> and clean it right out. It's a show about food. The hot dog will be murdered when you eat it. Yeah, presumably all hot dogs are murdered. And when it's going to scream. And condiments. I like to call balsamic vinegar devil blood. Ooh. That's what they call it uh, in Arizona, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, would you like some olive oil and devil blood for your bread? But mostly, it's a show about product pitches submitted by you, the listener, that I workshop with a guest. Yeah. Lucy's goose sandals. Lucy's goose sandals. They're in the shape of gooses, and they all have a picture of Lucille Ball. Come on and listen to it on the River City Podcast Federation, wherever podcasts are sold. I wish. I'm doing this for free. I think that all this dick pic needed was a little exposure. You're welcome. I love you. The Christian Church wants to finance it and control everything. But you're still the star, and it's the uh, Murder Face Nubbler special. Don't get it's me still the same thing. It's still your special. Uh, I mean, is there is it kind of an issue? I mean, am I going to be considered a sellout? Is that a problem? I mean, I'm good with it. Hurry up, baby. I got something to do. Guess what? Okay. Yoo-hoo! You know what I do, baby? And I'm doing it. Started cocaine. Hey, Johnny Hot Dog. Guess what I just did? Cocaine. He didn't even answer. Check this out. Cocaine. Hey, little boy with the balloon. Check this out. Cocaine. Don't tell nobody. Hey, Mr. Police. Uh-oh. Welcome to the show. We gotta have some fun. It's a winter magic time. Being nice to each other. Oh, we're giving some gifts. We're sending some snow. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a holiday time. This may have been a bad idea. It's the stink of Christian churches, which is so anti-metal that it's against their whole ethos. We find out that this is what, the Christian Church of Churchology? Mm-hmm. Church of Christian Churchology, yes. Chris- yeah, there you go. Which I, yeah, which I'm not sure if that's a, if that's like a, a, that's supposed to be like a dig at just straight up Christianity or Scientology or both. All of it. Yeah, they're probably trying to make fun of it. And I bet now someone has actually made it a real thing because they're running out of church words. Yeah, totally. There's only so many ways. There's only so many ways you can arrange all of those words to like get something new. Right. So now that Nathan has death clock that they are ruining his brand. He's fucking pissed. And meanwhile, Grandma Murderface sees a locked door, and behind it, there's booze. So those bitches break the fuck in. Yeah! Right? Now we've got every note on a simmering boil. And, oh, we get a commercial of the Church of Christian Churchology, and that's when Nathan and Pickles and Swizgar super for real know what's going on. Are they, are those characters in the in the commercial intentionally supposed to look like the characters from King of the Hill? That's a good question. I think so, because they look just so much like Hank and Bobby. Yeah. And they and they vaguely sound like them, too. It seemed like the, the voice actors were doing a, an intentional pastiche there. 
Though I'm not exact, not exactly sure why. <laughs> Just to appeal to the Americana, the plain folks, I would say. I guess. Maybe Folksy. they wanted Mike Judge to be their friend. Maybe. I mean, who who wouldn't? Yeah, that's true. Right. So we go back to the special, and Dick Nob, Dick Nibbler, no, Dick Nobbler, <laughs> and Murder <laughs> Face are alone together on the couch, just batching it, talking about what a lonely Christmas it is, just the two of them, until the door not the doorbell rings, and who comes in first? All the drunk moms. <laughs> I like the line. That's fine. Just take your time and stagger in because they all do. And they're See, all and crazy. It's another holiday trope. The drunk relative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Rock and Toki's off trying to find the presents, but all he finds is an empty space where they used to be and some balloons, some straight yeah. balloons. <laughs> I did like the idea that he just like randomly leaves balloons wherever he goes because he's a clown. Right? That's a good callback to my last episode, which would be Stephen King's It, where that clown couldn't stop leaving balloons everywhere. <laughs> Maybe I have a type. <laughs> Clowns who leave balloons everywhere. Love it. <laughs> Hard yes. So Toki's fucking pissed. And he comes in the door, dropping F-bombs left and right. But not before Nathan comes right in and punches Murder Face right in the Murder Face. And everybody's going crazy. And so this is the part, the finale, the climax of every Metalocalypse episode is a great unraveling. Usually it's a lot of explosions and death of all the concert goers. But this time's relatively mild. <laughs> With just a little bit of death, mayhem, and destruction. So Just a smidge. Right? Just, just a nice, like, you know, nutmeg on the nog. So Grandma Murderface drives her wheelchair right into the big wooden cross which crushes her and Toki. <laughs> and then Nathan's like, oh, your grandma, shouldn't you help her? And Murder Face says, just let me have this moment. <laughs> which I thought was very, very real. Think about your family member that you wouldn't rescue from peril right now. <laughs> that you wouldn't rescue from the rubble of a collapsed cross. <laughs> You'd be like, that's what you deserve for all your false Christian ideals. That's all on the podcast now. Go around and Say which family member we hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt are any of our family listens to this, but still, just to be respectful. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> we should just have the moment where we think their name. I am 100% yeah. positive they don't. <laughs> Let's make our families next time. We're like, okay, now that we're all here, we're going to listen to this Thanksgiving episode with Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, pick whatever you feel is the most festive and appropriate. So, yeah, Toki and Grandma are pinned under a cross, and F-bombs are dropping left and right. And then, finally, we have Swiss Guard's horny mom getting laid. And who's she getting laid with? Oh, no, the worst. It's Dr. Roxo getting a hand job. <laughs> right there in the middle of the Christmas special. Oh. Ryan, were you sick of funny voices when Roxo asked Murderface if he was having a bad Christmas? I was I was sick of it about 20 minutes before that. <laughs> this episode's only 22 minutes long. I know. <laughs> and thus we see another favorite Christmas TV trope, the 
coke-addled clown jacking off the main <laughs> character, getting a hand job from the main character's mom. I, I think this is our first on-screen hand job, you guys. Finally. Mm. Well, I know at least one of the Family Matters Christmas specials had a coke-addled clown. Well, I'm pretty sure that was. No. I'm pretty sure that was the Full House Christmas episode that brought us all together, right? Oh, with Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> The mixture as the coke-addled clown. <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers. <Yeah. laughs> Jiminy Jillikers. <laughs> I'm the, <laughs> I was the greatest star from 1939 to 1940, spanning two decades. <laughs> Let's just talk about our favorite Simpsons episodes for a while. <laughs> How have we not actually done a Simpsons episode? Oh, yeah, we could have done the Simpsons Christmas special. I... I considered it. Um, yeah. It was it was very close, but I wasn't sure if I wanted that to be our first Simpsons episode. Well, right. uh, next year we're doing Four Family Matters, so maybe the year after that. <laughs> <laughs> One of these years, provided the United States still has internet or freedom. I know it's cute that Ryan thinks. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's cute that Ryan thinks there's going to be a next Christmas. Uh. Um, this is last Christmas. Q-wham. Yeah. So, yeah, Simpsons is kind of weird because they went a long number of years without doing, like, any Christmas episodes. Right. Because they had that first one that was, like, their first episode, and then the next one was season six or seven, probably. Yeah. And they were always kind of hit or miss. Yeah. They did keep the name Santa's Little Helper the whole time. So that is true. So, a touch of festivity. The whole way through. Bart even got a credit card in the name of Santos L. Halper. Oh, that's a great one. (laughs) So, yeah, everything is fucked up. Uh, The father comes in, the father priest, and chokes Murderface. And that's pretty much the end. And then Dick Nobbler tries to save it by speaking a nice platitude over the credits. But I'm pretty sure the Death Clock Christmas special is totally ruined. The churchies aren't going to like it, that's for sure. Right? Yeah, at least as far as the Church of Christian Churchology is concerned. But it's good for the Death Club brand overall, because they don't need the church at all to be successful. Well, yeah, not if they have a floating island mansion. Right? No, yeah, and several attendants. There is an episode where they get totally broke. That's a good one, too. But for the most part, they're very well off. And that, you guys, is Death Miss. The, the end. Well, the end. Cool. Goodbye. All right. See you guys next year. I'll see you guys next year for Family Matters Christmas. <laughs> Family Matters for some Christmas. So, Austin Gordon, what was yeah. a very special part of Death Miss for you? Um, the Learning that uh, having a Christmas tree in your house is like having a, a really nice smelling rotting corpse in your house. Yeah, are you going to go full bore and put some rotting meat on yours now? No, I don't think I'll do that. that you can that put would the rest that. of those leftovers on it. Well, that's true, and then put those leftovers in some whiskey. Um, whiskey and. Tea. And and Toki's Toki's devotion to getting Christmas presents for everybody, <laughs> for going pout shopping. I thought that was for special. for going Bed Bath and Beyond. Yes, yes. 
And Ryan, is there any part of this episode that was special at all for you and moved your emotional needle one iota? Um, I guess I liked when the guy who looked like Lionel Richie wanted to have sex with the other guy's mom. Yeah, just the <laughs> whole part of that. And he doesn't end up having sex with her, does he? No, Murderface... He still has a hard time getting laid, even though he's in the most successful band in the universe. Well, he definitely he's he's the schlemiel of 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 the group, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has ugly triangle hair, and he's just the bassist. Yeah. Doesn't write any of the songs. Has none of the essence. Don't they have a drummer? Yeah, pickles. I thought it was usually the drummer that would get shit on by everyone. No, I feel it's like the, the I, I feel like it's the bassist that always gets picked on because like the drummer gets the cool like drummer drum solo moment where he gets to have his moment in the spotlight. But you've got like this the lead singer and the guitarist and the drummer and then like oh yeah, then there's the bassist and he just gets to be like like there's no melody or anything, right? And he's not a songwriter. Yeah, I feel like, yeah I feel like it's the bassist that always gets shit on. Yeah, Pickles does okay, but not that great. And then Swiss Guard is just banging post left and right. And Nathan's in the game, but he usually has problems with having a girlfriend and a band at the same time. And uh, as for myself, I would say the specialist part for me is a toss-up between the Death Clock family parking lot and Dr. Roxo's It's a Wonderful White Christmas montage. <laughs> It's just it's just classic Roxo. He just he loves cocaine. And then before that scene where he's on coke, his unitard is super dingy and he's not looking well. But then when he's back on coke, he's his sparkly best self. Spruced his spruced himself up. <laughs> like a spruce Christmas tree. Yeah, I see what you did there. A little bit, a little bit. So let's see. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! The end. I don't think I've ever oh. heard you make those noises before. Is what I was laughing at. I feel like New I'm not, noises. Known you a long time to have never heard those noises. <laughs> where Where can we find you on the internet, Carolyn? Yeah, no, I'll do you. I'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> I run this show. I'm just being <laughs> indolent. Ryan Alexander Tanner, when yeah. you're not trying to fuck your friend's mom over the Christmas ham, where are you online? Well, that leaves a very small window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 1 to 2 p.m. generally. I know. But luckily, you can look at my website even when I'm trying to fuck my friend's mom. <laughs> uh, as you well know. Because uh, I'll be like, hey, Carol, why don't you go uh, look at my website right now? Um, <laughs> it's uh, ohyesverynice.com is my personal art website. And that's also my Twitter handle and my Instagram if you want to check out those things. And uh, that's enough, right? That's enough. Uh, Austin Gordon, when you aren't having a mall makeover to also fuck your friend's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Where are your websites online? Well, that is also a very narrow window to, to get a hold of me, but... Uh, you can come swap eggnog recipes with me on Twitter at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Can't you only swap nog if you, like, are fluid bonded? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, 
And when I'm not tearing open chains to get into the booze, you may find me at www.carolinmain.com. Also a very narrow window. I know. It's like a microsecond that I'm not picking locks and getting into that good good. Uh, you can find me, Carolyn Main, on Twitter, Carolyn Main on Facebook, and you can look up my game, Pitch Please, also on the River City Podcast Federation, where there is a podcast of it, as well as for sale. So we're going to have Pitch Please available on Amazon.com. I'm still sorting that listing. So if you want it sooner for the holidays, just find me on Twitter or Facebook, and we can DM and PayPal me directly, $15 retail, and I'll send it right over. With love. Oh, and uh, before before we go, um, we're gonna try to do a little end of the year mailbag in our last Chris, in our last oh, Christmas right. episode. So send us some emails. Uh, um, I should probably tell people what that email address is. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah. So send us an email via. <laughs> it's a three E's on that. Email. <laughs> yeah, three <an> electronic parcel. <laughs> Via <laughs> a cyber epistolary. Epistolary. Well, you can email us at dot com. Yeah, that's not right. It's, it's <laughs> that not right? No, it's avse podcast at gmail dot com. Okay. It's okay, Carol. We only say it every week. Um. Uh. Yeah. So shoot us some email, and if you send us an email, we will. We will probably be reading it in our in our last Christmas episode, unless it's like, you guys fucking suck. Well, actually, we'll probably read that one, too. We would read that. Yeah, you're right. We would. So the, yeah. I would cry, but we would read it. I mean, like, I looked in the mailbag, and we have, like, two emails from somebody that all the email was was, like, a link to a, a YouTube clip of, like, a, two different Mr. Belvedere episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so, like, I'm assuming the, the, the thing is supposed to be like, hey, here's a suggestion for some episodes to watch, which is great, but, like, there's nothing there for us to read in an episode. So, like, you can certainly send us suggestions for episodes to review, and that's great, but we we can't really read that on the air, so give us, like, something we well, can read. We can read all those cool emails we got from that Nigerian prince. Yeah, he's coming up in the world. I know. I'm going to give him money to help. I'll get more back. You'd be stupid yeah. not to. Yeah, it's trying to be a fool. Yeah. I can't wait till we're all rich off that dividend, finally. <laughs> right? Right? It'll help balance out all the fucking taxes we've been paying. Ha-ha! Topical! Right? <laughs> we are a very special episode, podcast.com, avsepod at Twitter, and we are avsepod at gmail.com, if you want to email us. You can find us on the RiverCityPodcastFederation.com, and you can also find and you can also find Pitch Please there. Well, look that up; it's very fun. And you can rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. I dare so. say, if if you have relatives coming over, particularly relatives that you don't particularly like for for Christmas, what better way to while away an afternoon than playing? Pitch, please. Yes, it's great because it gives you something to talk about, but not politics. Unless, you know, you do that. (laughs) Don't let your parents talk about politics. Don't let them (laughs) spin political movies. Don't let let the open-ended nature of the game allow them to bring politics into the discussion. 
<laughs> and if that doesn't work, just play a very special episode for them over turkey while you glare at each other. That works too. <laughs> I've heard it really brings families together. <laughs> right? Or tears them apart. And if that doesn't work, put on an old Save by the Bell reviewed, and then you'll really, really get it. True. So, for a very special episode podcast, here's a list of our previous podcasts that didn't work at all. <laughs> a podcast where we stare at each other, totally mm-hmm. silent. <laughs> the staring contest podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very low reviews, but kind of artful. You know, it's a slow burn. There's the podcast where we all piss and record that. Mm. Piss cast. And it burns, too, because of reasons. And then we find out the reasons why the piss burns. Mm. And then there's the podcast where we try out faulty stereo equipment and set some things on fire. Woo! So don't check those out because they don't really exist anymore. But do check out a very special episode. That's not the right website. A very special episode podcast. Dot com. Merry Christmas. A miracle has been bestowed upon us this day. There's boots in here somewhere. Let's get drunk. Let's get drunk. Let's get drunk. funny voices which i feel like is another christmas trope we're not monsters well i mean we're a little bit my podcasting partner says you're wrong (laughs) putting like hunks of turkey in a glass that was before i murdered david and had sex with his corpse hard yes with just a little bit of death mayhem and destruction just a smidge Yeah, that was this AVSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, because we gotta go pee. That was a very 
special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode No, 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 no,